So back when I was teaching elementary and then high school, I had a bunch of students who just struggled with writing. And I'm thinking about one in particular, uh, a high schooler who just, he did not, he, he had great ideas. He had fantastic ideas, but getting them down on paper was an absolute pain. He was okay. He could write, you know, a word here. You know, he could he could spell words. If he did a spelling test, he did fine. But when it came to writing sentences, he would get, you know, a couple sounds that matched the words, but then it was just kind of random letters and then random words. Like the, the meaning behind what he was trying to write was absolutely not there. He might get a couple words, you know, that link together some phrases, but honestly, the overall message that he was trying to impart was, I mean, non-existent, honestly. He had fantastic ideas. Truly, this child could, he could tell you anything about Star Wars or Star Trek or, and, and do not get the two mixed up because he would get very angry, uh, as I learned a couple times. But I mean, he had fantastic ideas. And he knew his letters. He knew his sounds. I know that because I taught it to him. I absolutely made sure that this kid, phonics, was not the issue. The issue was phonological awareness. And it did. I was a newer teacher at that point. It took me a little while to, to figure that out. But once I figured that out, oh man, the, the, the world opened up to this kiddo. And so that's what we're going to talk about. And we're going to start talking about today and for the next several weeks. I'm going to do another series because I kind of like this series stuff. Uh, we're going to be talking about phonological awareness and all the different you know, aspects of it and how you can start working on these different areas of phonological awareness in your classroom. So I really do hope you stick around. Jessica Curtis of Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm a boy mom and a veteran teacher. You're listening to the Reaching Struggling Learners podcast, where we talk all about helping students succeed academically, socially, and behaviorally. Thank you so much for tuning in. So, what is phonological awareness anyway? I remember thinking back, you know, to when I was, you know, a, a first year, couple year teacher, and I just kept thinking about well, what in the world is it really? It, it's, it, it's just kind of this thing that you just think about for little kids, for pre-K and maybe kindergarten, you know, and it, it's not something that upper grades teachers, even second grade and up, teachers really think about uh, on, on the daily basis. Well, the fact is, it's actually really important. And I know if you listen to my series on phonemic awareness, which is part of phonological awareness, um, you, we, there's a lot of things that the more advanced skills just aren't going to be there, aren't going to work out unless they have the basic foundation. 
And that's really what the, the umbrella of phonological awareness is. It's really a big concept, and it includes a whole lot of different skills that kids need before they get into the phonics and the reading and comprehension and all that stuff. It includes things like identifying how many words are in a sentence, you know, being able to discriminate between all the words in a sentence, or figuring out what words rhyme, counting syllables, alliteration. Oh, goodness, my high school teacher friends, their ears just perked up, I know. Those students that just seem to struggle with alliteration, whether they're using it or identifying it, that's probably weak phonological skills. Yeah, I know high school teachers, you're banging your head against the wall trying to teach this stuff. It's because the kids don't have that basic foundation from way back when. Oh yeah, and I know I kind of mentioned it, but all the phonemic awareness skills that we've talked about for the last couple weeks, they also follow fall all under phonological awareness. Phonological awareness is kind of this big umbrella. That's usually the, the picture that's made for this. And then phonological awareness is just one part of that. So if you haven't listened, make sure that you tune into the phonemic awareness stuff because that really does set the very, very solid foundation for phonics. But then the things that we're going to talk about over the next couple of weeks, that sets the stage for phonemic awareness. I guess I kind of did it backwards, but hey, at least I'm doing this before I do phonics, right? Hey, I'm learning. So I really do want to encourage you to go back and listen to the phonemic awareness series. Um, I just finished it up last week. There's some really good information there and especially some ideas to help support teaching skills in those areas and then progress monitoring them if that's something that you're needing to do for, you know, RTI or MTSS or things along that. So I guess the next question is, what's the point in this? All right. Yeah, I know I kind of touched on this. Phonological awareness, it sounds like baby skills. It sounds like pre-K and kindergarten skills. I know, I get you. Being able to identify rhyming words, counting syllables. Yeah, those are skills which are really focused on in lower grades, especially kindergarten, pre-K, kindergarten, and first. But that doesn't mean that they're not important. So if you remember all the way back, or maybe you, maybe you didn't listen to it, but I want to encourage you to go back to listen to, I think it was the second podcast episode. I'm really reaching back now. It's, I can't believe that it's been a year ago. That's amazing to me. But so in that second episode, I talked about how learning and education is like building a house. And without a strong foundation, without a complete foundation, a solid, good, complete foundation, the rest of the house really won't ever come together the way it's really meant to. So phonological awareness is one of those foundational skills that if we don't get it right, the rest of the house just won't be sturdy. So going back to that second episode, if you haven't listened to it, please go listen to it because I think it's actually a pretty good episode. But also, it, it, it kind of helps to understand what I'm talking about here. So if you think about, I'll give you a little summary. If you think about if you were going to build a house, like, hey, you want to build your forever home, right? 
and you go in to, you know, the pay the contractor to go and lay the foundation. Well, if the foundation, you know, got laid, but then they only really did 70% of it or hey, 80%, 80%, we, we do goals all the time, 80%, you know, success rate and stuff. We do goals like that all the time, right? So they only did 80% of it. Would you be okay with that? Would you, after paying your contractor and stuff, that be okay that they only did 80% of the foundation of the house? You would never say, okay, yeah, wall guys, come on in and start doing the walls. No, that foundation has to be complete. If only 80% of the foundation is dry, you're not going to start going to the walls. But we do that all the time in education. So if students have, you know, most of their phonological awareness skills, their phonemic awareness skills, we start jumping right into phonics, right? But here's the thing. If they don't have the foundational skills, the rest of it just isn't going to be sturdy. Yeah, kids will come up with some, some coping mechanisms and stuff. But then by the time they hit high school, those weaknesses all the way down are making a big impact. The house is really starting to crumble at that point. So phonological awareness is one of those foundational skills. If we don't get that right, the rest of the house, the rest of the learning just isn't going to be sturdy enough to stand in the long term. Weak phonological skills will translate to weak phonic skills. I don't say a lot of absolutes, but this is absolutely correct. When phonics skills are lacking, we know fluency, comprehension, they suffer. It is incredibly difficult to gain a strong vocabulary when a student is struggling to read the word itself and they're putting so much effort into reading the words. They, they can't use context clues. They can't figure out the meaning of this word if they're spending all their brain energy trying to just read the stinking word itself. So that whole example is just, you know, just about reading. But I can imagine, you can guesstimate, that's a word, right? Guesstimate. How much this, this whole thing impacts writing. Weak phonological skills make writing words, sentences very difficult. Kids that are struggling in writing back in kindergarten and first grade guess what? They're already kind of behind. And as the, the sentence structure and everything gets more complicated later on, it, it's harder and harder to catch up. As students progress in their writing, we expect them to make their paragraphs flow. Weak syllabication skills makes that really, really difficult. That's when we start getting those choppy sentences that just don't feel right when we're reading them. Not to mention difficulty with alliteration. Yeah, high school teachers. It makes that whole strategy difficult to incorporate in later writing. You can see there's really a direct correlation between weak phonological skills and weak reading and writing skills. And okay, math teachers, I got less to, to give to you on that except word problems. You know, if those students are struggling with word problems, it's it's they're not going to be able to complete them. If they can't read the words, if they can't make sense of the, the story problem within that, that word problem, it's just not going to work. They're not going to be able to figure it out as well as students who can read well. 
So how do you get started with phonological awareness? How do you work on it in your classroom? All right, this is going to sound a little bit like the phonemic awareness podcast or blog post if you read that. There's a lot of diagnostic assessments available for free out there. Please, please, please don't try to reinvent the wheel. I have a fantastic friend uh, who works at one of the schools that I work in, and we were actually talking on Friday, um, and she's just like, she's got this wonderful list of skills that she wants to, to ask the teachers to, you know, check off, and if they can't check them off, or there's certain areas in there that they're struggling with to come see the interventionist. And, you know, I let her, you know, talk about all the things and this big long list of things. And I said, Kathy, how, how we, we have these screeners. How about we use, um, like we use, I don't know if you have it in your school, but the letters screener, it's part of the curriculum that, that the school uses. We have this letters screener and this is for phonics. And then we have one for phonological awareness and we have one for spelling and writing. And there's lots of screeners out there. And, you know, she just did the, you know, face palm, like, uh, like, you know, she's sitting here trying to reinvent the wheel, but the resources are out there. And I'm willing to bet in most districts, most of the teachers that are out there don't really know what all is available. School districts are, quite frankly, terrible about letting their, their individual teachers know what's available to them for free without them having to buy something on TBT or having to, you know, go searching for it. So I want to encourage you, do a quick Google search, you know, find some screeners, but also if you have reading interventionists or reading coaches, those kinds of things, then talk to them and try and get some of these things from them also, because there's a lot of wonderful things out there that are available to teachers. It's just people, districts, districts are really not good about communicating what all is available. And so, you know, don't reinvent the wheel. I do want to encourage you, grab one of those quick screeners and check out, you know, check out your kids, the ones that are struggling and see what areas need support. So I will let you know a lot of the phonological awareness screeners, they're also going to have phonemic awareness in there. That's fine. They're, you're not going to find a screener that just hits on phonological stuff because, you know, phonemic awareness is part of it. Do a quick screener. If it turns out that your students are struggling with some phonemic awareness stuff, hit up the podcast uh, last, ugh, I think it was five episodes that we did on uh, phonemic awareness and hit that up and get some ideas, um, some really quick down and dirty ideas on how to increase those phonemic awareness skills and, you know, get working. That you, there's a lot, of, most of the things with phonemic awareness or, you know, in the next couple episodes for phonological awareness, there's things that you can do during transition time to increase those skills, to solidify those skills for your students. It doesn't, I know we have to do RTI, like in my district, it has to be 30 minutes daily of intense, you know, one to three teacher ratio, teacher student ratio. But yeah, that's all wonderful and great and all, but it's amazing what can be done by practicing throughout the day. 
It is absolutely amazing the progress the students can make by practicing during transition times or practicing for five minutes just randomly throughout the day. You'd be shocked at the big impact that just that can do. So, uh, yeah, don't stress. Please don't stress about it. Uh, the last thing we need, it is April. It is the last thing that we all need is more stress in our lives. I'm hoping that these next couple episodes, this series, will help to de-stress you and make this whole phonological awareness thing doable. Not this overwhelming, stressful thing to add to. It shouldn't feel like it's one more thing you have to do. It should seamlessly go into your day. So, I want to make sure that you get on your my email list so that you can get updates for new podcast episodes as they're, as they're added. And I'm you know, trying to share some good information through that on the email list. And I haven't asked in a while, but I would love for you all <laughs> to go into iTunes and rate the podcast. I would love to hear what you all are thinking, what your, you know, your honest feedback is and what I can do to make this this podcast better for you to serve you better. Um, you can also hit me up at Teaching Struggling Learners. I'm on Instagram or Facebook. And yeah, I'd really love to get some feedback and find out what areas you would, you're struggling with and what areas I can kind of focus on to, to help you better. In the meantime, this crazy time of year with state testing and all that, I sincerely hope that your coffee is strong, that your testing is short, and that your year is ending very quickly. 